Welcome to the Shepherd's Crick Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our King, Jesus. Welcome back to the Shepherd's Script Podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well today. Really excited about this conversation we're going to have this morning. It's uh, bright and early. It's 5.07 in the morning. And this is usually when I talk to my good buddy, Brandon George. So we figured we'd go ahead and actually just record a podcast today. We're going to be talking about life, work, uh, glory days in baseball, hunting, and land management, and, and a lot of really fun things, tactics and hunting and what they're doing with a new video uh, YouTube channel that he's a part of. And uh, in a minute, you guys will get to meet Brandon. But first, just want to remind you of some things that's going on. The Sons and Slaves podcast, it's been a lot of fun. And I'm talking to my boys once a week about growing into manhood. And we're going through a book called Boyhood and Beyond. It's been a lot of fun. Would love for you guys to check that out if you can. And also the membership you've been hearing me talk about. If you want to be a member of the Shepherd's Crook, $5 a month. And you get a thumb drive at the end of the year of all the content, video and audio. And also a monthly newsletter that comes with a wax seal and all. And hoping to awaken a little nostalgia of opening the mailbox and, and seeing a piece of mail, a newsletter from a ministry. And I uh, hope, hope that's something that you might be interested in. So if you if you are, reach out to me. would love to get that to you. And uh, without any further ado, I'm talking to my good buddy, Brandon George. Brandon, how's it going, man? What's going on, Jared? Uh, man, well, let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get right into it. But Father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for Brandon and the opportunity just to uh, be friends with him and Chasey and um, Addison and then their new baby and just all that you're doing in their life is just exciting. And thank you for this time to talk. I thank you uh, also for what I've learned from him over the last few years. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot of hands in a lot of different things and from, from work to hunting and, you know, farming background as well. And so just uh, kind of a jack of all trades. So I thank you for Brandon and all of all that I've learned from him and just pray for blessing upon this conversation. I trust that you will bless it and lead us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, man. Why don't you go ahead and Tell us a little bit about yourself, and I know you guys are out of the farming game, but tell us about your family, and then, uh, you know, just what you do. All right, well, my name is Brandon George. I'm, I'm 30 years old. I have a wife, and we have a three-year-old daughter, uh, and we have a son on the way. He's due January 1st. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, me and my family own an auto body shop in the big city of Tamaro, Illinois, population about 500 people. Uh, <laughs> but my daddy's uh, owned the body shop about 40 years now. Um, so it's a family affair. Me, my dad, and my brother work there. My mom, she just does the books. She doesn't doesn't really come into work, but she, she does the still long hours of, of book work and everything. Uh, she's retired from the state police, but she's – it's a – whole family fair up there we um just have a have a good time nice see each other yeah. every day work together go through the struggles and the and the fun times together that's awesome 
Well, I imagine that there's a lot of positive about working with family, and then I'm sure that everybody would say, and there's probably challenges as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's a lot of fun, um, but it's it's tough. You <laughs> tensions rise, that's for sure. But the good thing about us is, you know, we can duke it out, and then 20 minutes later, we're good. Yeah, that's that's good. It's kind of you know, men are kind of built like that. I'm the same way. But you know, my dad and I growing up people would hear us talking or working together and he would have me working and we would just be at it. And then, you know, 30 seconds later, everything's good. You know, it's just kind of how I, how I grew up. That's how his family okay. was kind of thing. But, uh, okay. But baseball has been a big part of your family. I know you were a pitcher pitch in college. Your brother actually was drafted, I believe, and yes. played some minor league ball. Uh, what were your pitches? I mean, you were pitching what 96 mile an hour or something like that. Uh, the, the fastest I hit was 95. My, my brother hit a hundred. Um, but yeah, my brother, he, obviously we both went to Duke Point High School. He went to SAU Carbondale straight out of high school. I went to Ren Lake. I played two years there. I went to SAU Edwardsville after that. And I kind of bummed my arm up a little bit. Um, yeah, my brother, he was lucky enough to get drafted 13th round to the Los Angeles Angels. And he dealt with some injuries, never really made it too far but he he gave it a try yeah what's your theory because I know in baseball like major league baseball used to I think there was like a four pitcher rotation rather than a five pitcher rotation mm -hmm. and guys were pitching complete games and 130 pitches a, a game oh, and yeah. you know turning around five days later and doing the same thing mm -hmm. and it seems like as there's you know now there's a five pitch lineup pitcher lineup and it seems like guys are pitching 94 pitches and tearing their arm what, what do you think like what what is I mean it's it can't be just a toughness toughness thing. It has to do with mechanics or something. What, what's going on? I tell you what, I don't know. But one thing I notice now is back then it was impressive to throw 95, 96. And if you threw 100, it was like unheard of. But now I swear everybody's throwing 100. Hmm. So I'm going to assume that might have something to do with it. Um, just throw you yeah, I I think. I mean, I I don't know. Who who, who knows? Only one person knows the answer to that. But, uh, yeah, I I would assume that that's probably it because there's high schoolers now touching a hundred. It, it's mm. crazy, you know. Ninety five now really isn't even a big deal. Everybody's throwing that. So I don't know if that's why, but it seems to be. But yeah, I I, I feel you, people. It definitely seems like everybody's having Tommy John or mm -hmm. maybe back in the day, people just didn't get it, <laughs> you know, maybe they cuffed it out. Yeah. So you had a fastball, change up, curveball, slider. What were your pitches? Uh, I didn't throw a curveball. I did in high school, but once I got to college and started being competitive, I I, I ditched the curveball and I was fastball, slider, change up. I didn't throw change up a whole bunch, but I was, a, I was mostly a fastball, slider type of guy. And, I had some good success with it. Cool. Very fun. Okay. So the uh, body shop gig, you also were a farmer for a while. So you're, you're, you and your dad had a full blown mm -hmm. farm as well. I mean, like you guys somehow or another fit full, you know, full-time careers and mm -hmm. somehow you kind of, you know, get in and, and get the itch of the hobby and, and get out hunting during hunting season a little bit after working a 12 hour day. But yeah. uh, what was the farming game like when you guys were doing the body shop too? And you feel like you guys were just running ragged or how did you yeah. even survive? Yeah. Um, when we farmed, I was pretty much, I mean, me and dad, we, we, 
I, I ran mostly the show and dad did a lot of the, uh, the technical stuff or the, or the more difficult stuff, I guess, you know, he just kind of let me loose on the tractor. And then I did all the harvesting on the combine and he ran trucks and, and ran the auger wagon, all that good stuff. Uh, but basically what we had to hang it up was, uh, some of the guys, longtime workers at our body shop finally got old enough and wanted to retire. And we just couldn't afford to be gone from the shop. You know, that's our, that was our bread and butter. Um, that's what really made us money. And, and what stayed more busy was that shop. Mm -hmm. So we had to hang up the farm and, you know, rent our ground out. So now dad's making money and not having to do any work, but <laughs> that's it's, nice. it's, it's a blessing um, really, because if I was trying to do that, there's, I would have zero family time. Mm -hmm. uh, right. I just, I, I don't, I don't see how we could do it anymore. Um, yep. We didn't farm enough ground to really make it um, too profitable for us. We was only at about 800 acres. So it was more of a hobby, a hobby yeah. than, well, than, you know. That's what's wild about farming now. 800 acres isn't really a full-time gig. I mean, it's full-time work, but I mean, that's what I hear is if you don't have two, three, 4,000 acres, it's kind of hard to make it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you got big farmers all around. And I I know the big farmers are around this area. They're great guys, but they have a lot, a lot of ground, a yeah. lot of ground. There's so you're looking at 10,000 acre farms. I mean, oh, absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. there's one big farm up here that's probably 40 or 50,000 acres. Man, that's and, wild. Yeah, there. But hey, props to them. Yeah, 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 right. They're making it. Uh, so, operation. You, guys, you guys have been at the church now, what, four or five years at this point? Three, three or four years? Um, I, I think probably four or five. Odyssey is three. So, I would yeah. say we're, we're going about four and a half or five. Okay. So, when you guys started coming to the church, I don't think I had started hunting yet because maybe I just started the year after you came. But then yeah. uh, we got that turkey together. Brandon's the uh, the guy that he put me on turkeys at his house. And uh, we went up two or three times and then finally got one in like a, a miracle Hail Mary shot and <laughs> <laughs> ended up getting a little Jake up there and uh, had a blast. But uh, you guys have been hunting basically your whole life up there. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's just talk about why it is that you guys as a family love to hunt. I've been to your cabin. I've seen you know, the mounts on the wall and you guys have had a lot of success over the years and have a really great plan of just, just managing your own property to make sure that, you know, these deer get bigger and you know, the, the kind of deer that you want to shoot. And every year, I'm sure you got target bucks that you're, you're going for. And so you're able to manage that property. Well, uh, before we start talking about 127 pursuit and everything you got going on on the video side, why don't you go and just talk about hunting as a family and why you grew, you know grew up doing that and now why you're wanting to pass that on and even Chasey got into hunting this last year with a crossbow and crushed a nice buck but just talk all things hunting about growing up in your family doing that and then why it's still a passion today well dad obviously introduced me and my brother to it because he's been obsessed with it you know longer than us he's been doing it he's owned that property about I'd say 35, 40 years. And and he got yeah. that property when you could get property for a reasonable price, oh, yeah. which is crazy. I think, 
Uh-huh. I think the most my dad paid for property back then was like $120 an acre. That's unreal. Yeah. He could have bought more, but he said he didn't want to go in debt. So I often tell him about that. Like, man, you could have bought this extra $300 and been in debt a couple thousand. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, shoot. But, no, he got me and my brother into it. Um, we've just, you know, obviously started youth season gun hunting, started shooting bows when we was real little. My dad used to do a 3D competition shooting. Oh, and cool. I never got into that. Um, my brother did it with him a little bit, but – um, it got me shooting a bow when I was pretty young, and I remember complaining to Dad, hey, I, I want to go bow hunting, but I couldn't pull back a heavy enough bow to go. Mm-hmm. But I fi- finally got there, you know, and uh, first several years is just kind of open range. You go shoot whatever, uh, and then, then Dad kind of sits us down, and we have the talk about managing deer and managing our property which is what we've done for 35 years besides the, you know, first deer ever, you know, with a bow and with a gun. And then you start trying to manage and Chasey uh, started taking her out because she, she wanted to go, you know, we've been together 10 years at this point. And last year was the first time she actually wanted to go and kill something. So she took her hunter safety course, got her mm-hmm. hunting license. We went and got her tags and, I set her out there and we see some smaller bucks. I said, Hey, you want to shoot? No, I want to kill big buck. Said, okay, <laughs> Let's do this. But I'm letting you know, it's, it's not just that easy. And sure enough, <laughs> like your second or third hunt, big mature buck walks out, <laughs> he smashes it. So, yeah, and it was like a 50 yard shot or something like that too. Oh yeah, 50 yards on the dot. And uh, we're looking at getting our compound bow. Um, okay. We was going through this year, but she's seven months pregnant. So I think <laughs> staying with the crossbow is the best option right now. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. can you turn that and give an example of the kind of deer that you, that you guys shoot? I can see over your right yeah. shoulder there. Yes. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so that, man, what a great mount too. Yeah. That, that was a, a, a cool mount for sure. Um, so who does your mounts these days? We'll give them a shout out. Um, this guy, his name is Dan Helmer. He's from, um, Ducoin and he, uh, he has Helmer's taxidermy. They've been open for, for a long time. They moved away for a few years and I kind of yeah. had to, uh, <clears throat> go to some other people and they've done, they've done a good job. I've taken mine. Uh, this guy's name's Todd Kellerman. He has a feed store over in Pinckneyville. Um, he's done a good job on them, but, um, Dan Helmer did that one. Helmer's taxidermy. He's been doing it a long time. They're getting to be, uh, older him and his wife. They do. His wife does birds like Turkey ducks, all that stuff, which I have a couple of them as well up here. Cool. (laughs) But yeah, say we, we try to just kill mature deer. Um, obviously the rack is, is fun, but we've tried to make it, we, we've gone to where we're trying to kill five and a half year old deer or older. Mm-hmm. So want them to reach their, their full potential, get plenty of breeding years in there, um, get good genetics. And another thing we don't really do, which is controversial is we don't, we don't shoot does. Um, I bet in 
the 35, 40 years my dad's owned the place, I bet we've killed less than 10 does off of that place. Hmm. Well, wow. so, and our population is pretty good. Our numbers are pretty good. So we just don't, just don't kill does very hmm. much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love what you're doing and I like that, you know, you look back in history and when I was younger, I remember my grandpa talking about how there wasn't deer around when he was young, there were no deer whatsoever. It's because people didn't self-manage very well and they did just annihilate populations. And I know it was a different day. I mean, they were killing to eat and it's not like you guys have to kill to eat. I mean, you do eat it, but it's not like you're desperate for food or anything. <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a different yeah. day, you know, it's a different era, but it is neat to see these populations return and then to see what you guys are doing to take responsibility over your property and your land and, and not wanting to decimate the population, but want to make sure that that there is a healthy population to be able to continue to hunt. I mean, now you have your children as well, and I'm sure you're wanting to raise Addisey and your son as well to be able to hunt. And, you know, not that you want to force them to do it, but it's, I mean, I think it's pretty natural as fathers to want to pass on the things that you enjoy to your children. And hunting is one of those really neat things that you can do until you're really, you know, until you're older. I mean, I, your dad, he's incredibly fit still, but I mean, I'm sure he's still pretty excited. Deer season comes around. He's still probably out there hunting him. So I'm assuming and yeah. uh, so, I mean, you can really do that from a, a young age all the way. You know, your dad is, I don't know if your dad's 60 yet, you're probably in his 50s, but, uh, you know, continue to do that your whole life. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm assuming you're wanting to raise your children up hunting as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, my dad, he's 62, but yes, he's he's still out there hunting. Uh, we was just talking about it. Does he get as fired up as he used to? Probably not. <laughs> but I'd say that's a good thing because he used to be uh, crazy with it. <laughs> but yeah we still all enjoy it like i said and we got florida buddies that my brother had met when he was playing ball uh mm -hmm. another guy that played for the angels and you know he's a florida country boy he's just like us but lives in a warmer state and uh, they we bring them up i think we're going on like year 11 or 12 of them coming up cool. and they'll come up and they'll stay at our cabin that we got out there uh, they used to hunt on my grandma and grandpa's property, but since then they've got a lease, so which is is right next to where my grandma and grandpa's property is. Mm -hmm. But they they hunt on that lease. They they're the same way, you know. They came up Florida people. If it's got antlers, it it's dead. You know that's mm -hmm. how they hunt, and that's just because they don't see big deer. You know if it's yeah, got right. five six points and it's two years old that's a big deer to them mm -hmm. but they're now where they manage they let deer walk they've gotten to to where they got big they kill big deer that's um, awesome so it's a lot of fun we look forward to that every year we we have a blast and deer deer camps a, a lot of fun it's cool, a lot yeah. of fun Florida deer and like any, any deer in the South are like these little dogs running around in the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like a hundred pound deer, you know, <laughs> right. but no, I'm definitely looking forward to passing on my kids. It's, it's, cool. it's just, it's a lot of fun. There's, there's hardly anything like it. A couple of years ago, I got to go up to Northern Minnesota. And when I was in Northern Minnesota, this guy was talking about a 300 pound doe that he shot. Oh, 300 man. pound doe I'm like oh my gosh are you kidding me it's just unbelievable oh man yeah I wouldn't like dragging that at all so now you've had all this experience you got you know when you're in one place your entire life I mean you grew up in DeCoin, Southern Illinois so did I I grew up in Southern Illinois I mean you know people you know who hunts you, you know what people are doing so you guys started 127 Pursuit or you're a part of 127 Pursuit why don't you go and tell people about that and then tell people about what's going on at the YouTube page 
uh, give a shout out to your sponsors that are that you're working with. And let me just tell you up front, if you will go follow 127 Pursuit, these guys are doing a great job. And that's where you can find Brandon and Chasey's video from last year. That's just so well done. I mean, the, the filming on that was phenomenal. It looks so good what you guys are doing. So just get, tell us how that started, how you guys got involved and what your guys' plans are. Yeah, man, uh, a, a buddy of mine who I actually played college baseball with, I grew up my whole life knowing him. Um, his name is Evan Chapman. He's from, from Pinckneyville originally. He lives here in Ducoin now. But uh, me and him, he, he's always been a hunter and a baseball player like me. And he reached out to me, and we were kind of talking. He's like, hey, you want to do this? And I've thought about it my whole life. I'm like, man, like, professional baseball player professional hunter like that's been the things on my list you know mm -hmm. awesome thing hunter would be way better than baseball player <laughs> and so he reached out hey, would you want to try to do this absolutely man uh so i go online get some get some cameras get some stuff to film start messing with it i've always wanted to do it and, and it's tough you know whenever you're trying to self-film it is very hard so i give props to these hunters out there that got tv shows that, that that's hard that, that's mm -hmm. hard stuff to do. um having to have a, a camera person is a big thing so evan spent a lot of time last year in the tree filming me um obviously i took chasey and i filmed her mm -hmm. on it and it just it panned out perfectly it really but did yeah, it was awesome. But I've also Did you do the editing or is somebody else doing the editing? Evan Evan does all the editing. Okay. Shout out to Evan, man. Great job. Absolutely. He's he's good at it, that's for sure. He puts a lot of time and effort into it. So but we have um a group of five five of us that are are the main core of this one twenty seven pursuit. And um last weekend actually Evan filmed one of our guys in the group, Cameron, shoot a, a very, very big deer. And he's got some pretty good video, but we've got a lot of good backstory with it. Um, I'm on a buck now that i got a lot of backstory, a lot of video with, so I'm hoping I can make it happen on camera. But we were able, we got a, a clothing sponsorship this year with Osseo, Osseo Gear. It's A-S-I-O. It's some really good stuff. Um, we've been putting that to the test so far this year, and it's been awesome. It's very comfortable, most comfortable stuff I've ever worn in my life. And um, we've also got a little deal working with Tacticam on their filming cameras. They're um, strap them to your bow, strap them to your gun. You know, you can put them on just as a second angle camera. Um, so we we use them a lot and been on the new gear and. We're just having fun. It's it, it's awesome. challenging. It, it brings a whole new level of fun to to deer hunting. I've deer hunted for a, a long time now, and now I just feel like a, a kid again doing it. it it's, a, awesome. it's a lot of fun. I just I'm ready to go out there, get my cameras up, get set up, and and try to kill a big deer on camera. That's awesome, man. I've not actually I've actually not I've done a lot of shooting this year. I've not actually gone out to hunt this year because I've taken ransom out. My whole goal has yeah. been. I'm getting the ransom of deer first. Mm -hmm. You know, the baby is due November the 15th. So, which is like, you know, obviously the worst time, time of the year, time of the year for a baby to be due. Uh, but, uh, but ransom he's missed. So yesterday I took him out yesterday morning and he went just a little bit high with that crossbow, just missed the second time. And mm -hmm. we're going out again Thursday morning and then hopefully Thursday night. So I'm hoping he gets one Thursday morning. And then if he does, then I get to go out for the first time on Thursday night. So my goal has been 
ransom first. I'm going to get him one. And then hopefully I'm going to get one after that. Uh, let's talk about your target buck this year. So you said you got some history with him. So you got him on film last couple of years. Yeah. I have him on film dating back when I, when I started filming two years ago, I had taken my camera and started filming a, a little bit, bought it. So I have video of him that I believe he was a four-year-old then. I videoed him a lot last year as a five-year-old. He was a shooter, but I had that mega giant that my neighbor killed mm -hmm. on opening shotgun season. Orange Army came out and ruined my season. But <laughs> <laughs> but I had this deer uh, on camera. I had him 15 yards from me. Got great video of him. And I could have shot him, and I should have shot him, I guess. But I had this 180-plus-inch deer out mm -hmm. in the field at the time, not going to waste that or, or ruin that opportunity. I haven't seen this target buck in, in person yet, but we've been getting some trail cam pics of him. Awesome. And he's just – does he have the biggest rack? Absolutely not, but he's just a brute. He's always just been an, an eight- or nine-pointer. Um, he's not, not a huge rack, but his body, I bet he field dresses 220. He's a, a big, big mature deer. And that is my target. Nice. You got a name for him? Yeah. His name is Sherman. Sherman. <laughs> I love it. There's and... a, there's a deer <laughs> that we have a little bit of history on just on this property that I missed a couple of years ago. And we always yeah. call him Reginald and I think he had this man. I shot him on the belly during gun season, actually. And uh, just, I mean, just on the breath, just hair, no blood, just right underneath. And then last year we had a big body deer, small rack, mangled rack. And I think that may have been him. And I'm anxious to see if he comes back this year. I've not seen him, but um, you know, if he comes around, it really is only in that mid November that we, we see him just because we only, we only have two and a half acres here, you know? Yeah. So it's like, uh, it'll be a front porch, with the crossbow if i get if i yeah. get him when we're inside with our you know son sleeping in the couch you know and uh, me taking care of jordan as she's on the couch recovering but uh but i'll have it i'll have it handy so if i have to run outside real quick like hey honey real quick just right. i'll be right back That's so That's you gotta gotta take care of business well, I'm hoping that you get Sherman this year. And for those that just enjoy this kind of this kind of material, I really love talking about you know, just getting out in the woods in the field, whatever, the last couple of years and just having these resources of guys at the church and, you know, everybody at the church knows you already. But uh, for those that are listening in that don't know Brandon, um, they're fine guys like Brandon. If you're interested in learning something new, I was in my mid thirties when I started picking this up and trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to hunt? And I didn't grow up doing this at all. And it's guys like Brandon, it's guys like Ben that you guys are going to hear from Ben and here in a week and a half uh, interview that's going to be coming out with uh, Ben McCoy. And it's guys like my friend Drew and uh, all these guys I'm learning so much from and have learned so much from. And if you'll just look around, you'll find guys that you can really pick up a lot of really good skills that you can pass on to your children. And that's one of the things I'm so thrilled with now is watching Ransom and Valor get out there and shoot their bow. It's just such a neat thing to see them start to enjoy that. And uh, man, I appreciate your friendship and all that I've picked up from you over the years. Uh, I always ask people this at the end. Uh, you know, Brandon has been awesome to see you just grow in your faith. And I always ask this at the end of every interview, but why do you love Jesus so much? And so I'll just ask you, uh, just as a way for you to, you know, praise God for his grace to you here at the end, as we wrap up, Brandon George, why do you love Jesus, brother? I love Jesus because he died for my sins. You know, I get to live a life, not 
not worthy at all. And I remind myself about this daily. And uh, he took all that away from me, man. Um, and and what you got to do is is so minute compared to to what he did. Mm. And it's just awesome. How how can you not love Jesus? Awesome, man. Hey, man. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. I'll put these links in the show notes uh, uh, for uh, 127 Pursuit, and they will have all those links to the different things and sponsors that we heard um, we heard Brandon talk about. And you want to follow those through the links that I'll put down at the bottom. Uh, thanks so much, Brandon, for coming on the show. Everybody, we've been talking to Brandon George. Brandon, appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. For more information, you can go to theshepherdscrook.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crook, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.